Well, welcome back to the When I Heard This podcast. My name is Nate Robinson, and I'm here with Pastor Joseph Tillman, MDiv, soon to be demon. Wow. Yeah, man. More legalistic stuff to talk about. I mean, can't get enough of legalism, right? right. My eyes were opened in the last episode. Were they? Yes. Cool. Lots of things were put in perspective. Look forward to... Didn't realize that there was actual effort put into ruining my childhood. <laughs> that, does that bother you From a little bit From the powers there? that be. Right. No, it actually makes it better. Okay. Because it makes it seem like it wasn't all necessarily the church's fault that I went to. Gotcha. Like, if everyone was doing it because everyone thought it was the right thing to do, then right. then that makes it better somehow. Because yeah, at least there was good intent? Not that there was good intent. At least, at least there was someone brainwashing everyone, and I wasn't the only one that was dealing with it. <laughs> gotcha. So there's complete fallout. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. Um... You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at When I Heard This Podcast, X, formerly known as Twitter, and Locals at When I Heard This. Like, subscribe, share, follow, comment, ring the notification bell, and tell your friends about the show if you like it. Or even if you don't like it, because sometimes making fun of people on the internet is just the best it's going to get. <laughs> Anyway, we're continuing our topic on legalism this week. Yep. And that's going to be good. All right, man. So, first, next question on this topic. <laughs> okay. Um, So, in legalism, they tell you to not do a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. Sure. And if you do any of that stuff, at least in my experience, okay. they don't like you very much and want you to leave or don't talk to you anymore or whatever okay so or say you're going to hell okay for stupid stuff like my favorite example watching r-rated movies right so are there anything is there anything in the bible that uh -huh. you go straight to hell for doing so is that is that is that phrase right like you're going straight to hell you're going straight to hell because x Ever. No. All right. It's not. Because, like, all right. So, Hebrew 10, Hebrews chapter 10 says that Christ offered one sacrifice for all sins forever. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or for sins forever. So, therefore, all sins can be forgiven by the blood of Christ. Right? All of them? All of them. Okay. So if all sins can be forgiven... Even any example that I could ask you right now. Any example. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I know your mind can go to some pretty twisted things. Mm -hmm. Yes. Anything okay. can be forgiven. But that's the whole point of it. Right? He died for all sins on the cross. So therefore, any sins can be forgiven. Therefore, none of nothing you do in this exact moment is going to send you straight to hell like now. Okay. Um. I mean, we we alluded to this last episode, like, but you just look at scripture, like how many how many people in scripture actually did not live fully godly lives, quote unquote, mm. and yet were still forgiven. 
right? Like we mentioned Abraham and David, and and they were immediately forgiven, and so much so they're actually listed in Hebrews 11 as models of men or of of examples of men of faith. Mm -hmm. And then Peter denies Jesus, right? I mean, so if Peter's denying Jesus, denying even knowing him, denying being with him, Peter does that three times, and yet he's still forgiven. Peter, or sorry, Paul persecutes the church and is approves of, of uh, you know, the first martyr from the church. Paul's the one who's there who approves of it. And right. so if they can all be forgiven, then so can I. And so can all of us. So with legalism, mm -hmm. I'm going to keep using the same example because it's the example we've been using. Okay. All right. So church tells me never watch R-rated movies. Okay. And I keep doing it. And then they keep telling me not to do it. And then I keep doing it. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, okay, well, all church is now is these people telling me not to do this thing. So I'm going to leave. And now I feel like I'm going to hell because okay. I'm not going to church because that was on the list of stuff that you have to do. Okay. Along with never watch R-rated movies. Right. And so now I'm living my life knowing I'm going to hell. Okay. Because every time I go outside these arbitrary lines of don't listen to this type of mu music or don't listen, watch these movies, right. I get told about it at church, don't come anymore, going to hell. Okay. So now that's my thought process going through life. Okay. What do I do? Okay. How do I come back out of that? Out of that. Like, right. It seems pointless. Okay. All right. I guess you would have to. Here's the thing I guess I'm thinking about. Okay. Like most churches are not sitting there hammering this legalistic thing over and over and over again. Okay. But, but if you're in a church that is, okay. Mm -hmm. And so that's how you feel. Okay. That the church is just hyper legalistic. The, the church is always asking their members to make sure they are not doing X, Y, or Z mm -hmm. because those are the bad things. That's what the not good people do or the, non-Christians do or the not good Christians do. So if you're always being told that and that's kind of how you feel and, and and then you're told, hey, and by the way, if you keep doing these things that are not explicitly stated in the scripture as sin, but mm -hmm. they're arbitrarily decided on by some Christian leaders in your church that they are and that they're, you're, you know, you're going straight to hell because of it. If you don't repent from it, then I, I understand not wanting to be in that church or wanting to be in any other church. I guess all I'm saying is one, I don't think, I don't think most churches are doing that. Okay. So I think it's a problem in church, but I don't think most churches are doing that. Okay. And then number two, I, the idea of going to hell, like I think, and that's kind of like what we talked about earlier with the shame issue, right? Okay. Cause what's, What's happening is, well, I don't want to go to church and I don't, you know, I feel like I'm going to hell. And so I feel shamed. And so you either just wallow in the shame or you go, screw it. I'm going to do whatever I want to do anyway, if I'm going to hell. Right. And so dealing with the first one, that's just saying, well, I'm just going to stay in this place of shame. Like, I think that's where, you know, really discovering, like reading the gospels and right, really discovering the grace of of the Lord and the forgiveness of the Lord that's available for all of us, regardless of what we've done 
and that he's not expecting perfection. Yes, he is asking us and inviting us to follow him, to be transformed by the Spirit of God, to look like him, to be held accountable by one another in in things that we know that are explicitly sin. But like, that's what I talked about earlier, like finding people that will will honor and respect and love you even as you have disagreements on things that are really more issues of conscience than mm. are issues of black and white, you know, don't do this because it says so in scripture, right? Um, but discovering forgiveness and discovering how to come out of that shame, but then also for the person that's just like, you know what, forget this, screw this, I'm out of here. Mm. Um, I guess my heart breaks for that person because in the midst of all of the legalism, it's like Christ has been forgotten somehow. Right. And it's like, instead of Christ being preached, instead of Jesus being preached, it was just all of these rules were being preached. I don't think it's necessarily just a preaching issue. Okay. Because if that's the stuff that gets preached all the time, then it's like, I feel like you said this last time, but it's like a culture of it. Yeah. And yeah. so, but the problem is on top of that, that the, everyone has their own standard of these things Sure, because the rules are arbitrary. So that means sure. everyone has their own rules at this point. Right. So I'm doing one thing that someone said was okay. And then someone else thinks it's not okay and i think part of that culture is you need to let them know it's not okay all the time and so <laughs> okay okay yeah 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 you know what I'm, see, saying? I see what I'm saying and so yeah. it's just like this whole nonsense egos ecosystem of of people always telling me no matter what i do is wrong right and i can't go outside any it's like the only the only way out of the of the cult or whatever is to say screw it to all of it or do nothing right and never do anything stay like like that's why I, when we did the temple episodes yeah so many questions about all these things because right. i've heard people say never go skydiving before okay you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, sure. I've heard people say that because you're putting your body at risk. Right. And that's the Lord's. That's right. why I have that question. <laughs> because because people yeah. have said these. Th I've heard these things. Right. From Christians. From, yeah. Which is. Which is mind blowing to me. But right. Yeah. So. So it's this whole ecosystem. And like, if that's what I think Christianity is. Sure people with all of their own subjective like <laughs> rules right then wh what do i what am i supposed to do with that yeah yeah uh, which is all legalistic sure it yeah. is yeah in instead of again it's that opposite side of so if you have legalism on one side right that that's the unhealthy side right but there's love is the healthy side and again love is more love is so nuanced because right. Love doesn't just shun when someone disagrees with you. Mm -hmm. Love doesn't just remove someone just because they disagree with you, right? And and love wants the betterment for a person, but not just telling them, like, all right, 
I mean, I think about this like with my own kids. Like, I don't just tell my kids, don't do something. I give them a reason behind it. And ultimately, I'm after their heart, not just the outward action. Mm -hmm. Because I can coerce an outward behavior for my child. But that's not what I'm after. I'm after, like, I actually want, I want their heart to want to do the right mm. thing. And, and so, and I think that's where some of this whole conversation of legalism and, and, and Gothard and all that stuff has kind of gotten us to. It's like, are, are we even interested in the heart of a person, in the core of a person, or are we interested just in their outward actions? Like as a parent, Am I just interested in the outward actions of my kids because mm. it reflects good on me? As a pastor, am I just interested in the outward actions of my congregants because it reflects good on me or our church? No, like I, I want to be able to say, I don't like, for our example, for our church, I don't want them to say, people to say, man, y'all act really good, <laughs> right? Mm. Like, no, I want them to say, man, you really love Jesus and love people. That's what I want them to say, because mm -hmm. that's what I want us to be known for. Not just that we keep all the rules. Pharisees kept all the rules, and Jesus called them hypocrites. And then they killed him. Yeah, then they killed Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> you know? And so it's not like just about can, how well can you keep all the rules. It's about what's going on in the heart, right? Jesus said that out of the heart, the issues of life flow. Out of the heart, like you, like you know where your treasure is. By what's here in the heart. And so, and for my kids, it's the same way. Like, again, I don't want just the outward action because they expect that because I'm their dad. Um, you know, I, I want there to be something in the heart that says, no, I want to do this. Um, you know, like, even like things like giving and in, in church. And I know this man's a whole other topic on this point. Oh, Lord. Right. Good Lord. But in, in a. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have to be legalistic about our giving either. Churches totally are. <laughs> they completely like a are. a lot of them. What's wild to me is like how elevated that is. Mm -hmm. Like, like this is an expectation. Give. But like, I'm, I'm like looking around going, how about kindness? But isn't an ex expectation to give not giving anymore <laughs> by definition? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, so I, I like, love the way Paul talks about giving um, in Second Corinthians, where he talks about it as giving as as we do it cheerfully, we do it generously, right? But it's but it all comes from this place of cheerfulness, mm -hmm. like thank or or thankfulness. Like I give because I'm thankful for who God is, right? In other words, it's response to who God is. So it's an act of worship. And we've made it pretty legalistic in the church. Like, this is what you give, give it. And there's no percent, right? The 10% of the tithe. And there's no connection to like your heart. There's no connection to our, like, is this worship? It's just give. And, uh, and, and like, and we hold it up so high. And again, that's why I'm like, but like the fruit of the Holy Spirit are things like kindness and gentleness and patience mm. and like shouldn't those be the things that we're interested in in people and no we're interested in <laughs> who put a check in the, the plate in the plate and who did not right 
when you get it and the person didn't do it, you're just like, <laughs> yeah. And it's, and, but giving, I gave, I gave instead of giving being an act of worship, which is actually joyful. So like what I'm getting to with all this is like my kids, like I don't want to teach them to give because it's legalism, like it's law. Like you got to give 10%. Like we just had this conversation the other night with our kids. Because we were talking about, all right, we want you to be financially responsible and good stewards of your money. We want we want you to learn to save. We want you to learn to be like be very intentional, mindful about what you spend your money on, and 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 like so. If they're saving up, for example, for a toy, all right, save up for a toy, but let's don't use all of your money on that toy. You know, like let's save and or if you receive money because you worked and you got money, let's. How can we worship God through that? Your kids play with toys? Light Legos. Oh. Yeah. They have iPads though, right? Nope. Mm. According to 2023 parenting, I don't think you're doing it right. <laughs> they don't. So we don't, none of them have, none of them have um, smartphones. Mm. My oldest has a flip phone. And. None of our kids have iPads. My oldest has a computer because he does he for school and for writing scripts and stuff because he's really interested in that kind of thing. Mm. That's it. All right. Well. Yeah. So yeah. Apparently, I'm failing as a parent. Oh well. <laughs> I think we're doing a pretty good job. But whatever. And and so, but like with my kids, what I'm talking about with like legalism, like it'd be legalistic of me to be like, all right, you must give this. Right. Which is the way I learned it. Right. As opposed to ten percent. At, right, as opposed to hey, every week, let's talk about worshiping God. Mm. Let's talk about being a cheerful and a generous giver, and 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 let's do it out of this, right? While also being open with my own, like my own, like 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 my wife's and I own journey of this, right? Like we were very much ten percent giving, mm-hmm. right? And then like our own financial, our own our own financial struggles of where it was really tight and we didn't always give and like being honest about that and then moving on to the point of going okay here's here's where we are now we are giving we do use 10% as like a base we do we do that but it's not because we feel like forced to mm. it's because we're choosing to use that as a base of hey we're going to give this much and then hopefully we can give on top of that as well but but it's not like a we have to give it it's a this is how we can worship God. It's how we be thankful for who he is. My whole point in all of this is using that as an example of when we're trying to teach our kids, whether, whether I'm trying to teach my kids, whether I'm trying to teach people in our church about following the Lord, mm. worshiping the Lord and loving the Lord, isn't it better if I grab their hearts and not just f- forced outward actions? Right. And again, I'm not saying like like Paul, for example, when Paul's writing his list of these things that don't do these things, he's talking, he's always putting it like in Romans one, he puts it specifically within the context of don't do these things. Cause if you're doing these things, you're not worshiping God. Right. And so in, in Ephesians, he's saying, don't do these things. Cause like doing these things are, is actually betraying the very fact of what Christ has brought you out of. Like, no, like following Jesus is, is a new way. It's a new life. You don't have to be caught up in these things that are unloving toward other people. There's mm. a new way to live. In Galatians, it's 
Paul says, no, don't do these things, but instead have the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And here's what the Holy, here's what it looks like to have the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, so on. And my whole point on this is like, even in Paul's writings, yeah, we're clear on the things we don't do, but man, but not just because of outward actions, but because there's a better way to live. There's a better way to worship God. There's a way to follow Jesus that doesn't look, <laughs> doesn't look pharisaical or pharisaical of like forced religion, but looks like, no, we're going to do these things out of our heart. Mm. And, and I guess that's where I'm wanting to get people toward, whether it's my own kids or whether it's our church, we're going to choose to do these things, but because it comes from our overflow of our heart. So I know that's a long mm. winded answer and I'm sorry. And probably a little preachery, <laughs> my bad. And, but it's just like I, legalism. So bothers me. Okay. Because it, it quenches all of that. It yeah, like makes re- it about the rules. I remember about Jesus. listening to 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 sermons of saying, uh, like, do the math so you can figure out how to pay us 10% every week, even though you get paid every two weeks. Yeah. Like, split it up like that. <laughs> like, make sure you figure that out. Right. Like, what? <laughs> Right. Does it does it make a difference? <laughs> like why are you putting why why? Yeah. Why do I have to wonder if it makes a difference whether I right, give the oh. church my my ten percent every two weeks instead of every week? Right. No, I agree. That's crazy. Like it, this is deep. <laughs> <laughs> this this goes through everything. <laughs> Ugh. Say you actually get like shunned for some nonsense okay like saw you at a bar we said not to do that okay like or or sorry what i was thinking was was who saw you at the bar because they probably shouldn't have been there either right if that was their role but anyway i'm sorry right they worked there (laughs) so therefore it was okay yeah right anyway Uh uh-huh uh yeah. Yeah, I got you. It's funny because people would actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> and so would. Like, I was at the bar and I saw so-and-so there the other night. Right. This is what they were doing. Yeah, this is what they were doing. But I wasn't doing that, though. <laughs> at the bar. I only had one. Right. But they had two. <laughs> and that's my that's arbitrary right. line. Yeah. So shun. Anyway, so say I get shun. <laughs> Like, like, the weight was too much. What do I do? You get shunned yes. by people because of their arbitrary lines. Right. Be- okay. Because I think this can get to a point mm-hmm. where you're getting attacked over these things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. Like, we can use legalism to get rid of you. Or okay. we can use legalism to hurt you. Okay. Like all of us, uh-huh. if we wanted to. Sure. So what do I do in that situation? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess if, I guess it depends on who's shunning you, right? Like, is it family members? Is it friends? Is it people that sit in the pew next to you, but you don't really know that well, but they've heard some things? Like, I, on what level is that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if it's people that I don't really know. Like church members. Yeah. Like, I'll say that it's church members and some church members 
hear some gossip through whatever, mm-hmm. whether that's true or false, right? Whether the gossip's real or not. Um, and they choose to not want to hang around me because of it. All right. On them, you know? Um, I mean, like an effort to make me feel bad. I got gotcha. make someone feel bad. Right. What do you do in that situation? So you mean like they're like... And I don't, I guess I'm picturing this in my head, like happening, like through like passive aggression. Right. And through like little side snide comments. Mm-hmm. Um, I call those drive by guiltings. Right. Yeah. Like, it, saw you here the other night, but it's based on some nonsense that isn't really a sin. Right. Like, I'm not even doing anything wrong yeah. to me. Sure. I, I'm doing something wrong according to your line. Right. But there's people that I don't know what the actual lines are. Right. Or, yeah, and and, and it's like you said, those lines are different. Right. Right. So when I was, I don't know, whatever, I, I remember my junior, senior years of of college and going to bars to watch bands play. Mm-hmm. And yet for some people that was crossing a line because I actually entered the bar. Right. Although I wasn't going to drink and I actually never drank in right. those bars. I just wanted to listen to the bands mm-hmm. play. And someone else's line was, don't go to that section of town ever. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, and and so like I get those arbitrary lines. And I and I think you're probably just honestly not going to change people's minds. So I'm not going to argue over it. Mm. And I don't feel like I have to defend myself. And just I'm going to let it go. And I'm going to find new people to hang out with or and you know, and hopefully it's not like the whole church that's doing that, you know, um, like in my situation, it was never like everyone th- thought this way, but some people did. Mm-hmm. Okay. And some people disagree with me, but still would hang out with me. Right. Like, so you're talking about a whole different level of like, oh, not only do we disagree with you, but because we disagree with you, we're shunning you. Mm-hmm. And so that's like a whole different level of legalism and where it's not even like, let's talk about this or okay, yeah, we disagree on where the lines are, but we're still going to be friends um, and still worship together. So I I really do think there's a sense of, okay, hopefully I can just ignore them, like Mm -hmm. whatever. If that's what they're going to do is shun me, ignore them, whatever. And if it's the whole culture, the whole church is like that, I'm not not staying there. What about like a church's legalistic lines? Okay. Like that's a cult, right? Like if if they're having like like if the if the lines the church is creating becomes very controlling and manipulative, like we're expecting all the individuals to adhere to these lines, right? Yeah, that's very cult like because that's where it flips over to cult, right? Yeah, I mean, if we're using legalistic, arbitrary things sure. to control over, sure, absolutely. Instead of hey, we would rather you not sin all the time and come here, <laughs> right? Like you talked or, about last time. Right, yeah. Or like the the fact that, yeah, sure, there's not... Because the issue in all of this is we're talking about the creation of arbitrary lines, right? Right. We're talking about the not the clear sins that are marked out in Scripture, but these other things that seem to be really nuanced. But yet we're creating these lines and we're going, got to stick to these. Have to. Here's my... If, if you want to attend here... Here's all the things. Well, okay, if that's if that's your markings, but you're right, that becomes really cult like, because that's not really the way the church was ever intended. Like 
the church was never intended to be that way. Mm. And so now we're not, um, you know, there's this passage in Galatians that I absolutely love. Um, so it's in Galatians 3. And Paul writes to them and he says, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Having begun by the Spirit, basically, Paul saying, you've begun by the Spirit, you've, you've gotten saved by faith by the Spirit. Do you really now believe that you can continue to live out your life or work out your faith by works? Mm-hmm. Um, and so let me actually just find it for you real quick, because I love the way Paul states it. Because it's going to a lot of what's what's actually going on here. And so, yeah, so in Galatians chapter 3, he says, uh, verse 3, Are you so foolish? After beginning by the Spirit, are you now finishing by the flesh? Did you experience so much for nothing, if in fact it was for nothing? So then, does God give you the Spirit and work miracles among you by your doing the works of the law? Or is it by believing what you heard, just like Abraham, who believed God and it was credited to him for righteousness? But that idea of like beginning by the spirit and now finishing by the flesh. In other words, oh, yeah, you got saved by the faith and by the Holy Spirit. But now it's you got to do all these rules, Mm. keep all these rules to actually keep that. Keep it. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's where it becomes cult like to me. Okay. Where it's like, oh, where's grace, right, in this conversation? Like, right. where's the Holy Spirit in this conversation? Where's faith in this conversation? Grace is supposed to be happening all the time. Yeah, and it's unmerited. It's nothing we did to okay. deserve it. Right. It's just ge- it's freely given to us. terrible. <laughs> I mean, compared to God, we are, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so, I mean, morally, we are bankrupt compared <laughs> to the Lord, right? And so... And I think that's the part of it. Like, I don't want to be in a place that's saying, okay, you got saved. Great. Now here's all the things you've got to follow mm-hmm. to make sure you're a good Christian or to make sure that the devil doesn't get you. There's a there's a scene in the movie, since we've been talking about R-rated movies so much, <laughs> there's a scene in the movie Little Miss Sunshine where the grandpa dies. Okay. And the lady comes around the corner and she goes, I am so sorry for what happened to you. And then mm. she's like, okay, here's this form. Here's this form. Here's this form. Oh. Here, like like the shortest amount of... <laughs> anyway, that's what, what yeah. you just said reminded me of. Yeah, but it's very similar like, to that, isn't it? Like, hey, you're saved now. Right. Okay, here's all the things you can't do. Bingo. Yeah. That's the way it plays out. Yes. And, and it is very cult-like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if... I was looking at Christianity and I come get saved and then immediately get given a list of all the things I'm not allowed to do. Nope. No. Not, not coming. Well, all of us would be that way, though. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, you know, I remember coming to, you know, like for me, coming to know Christ, not knowing scripture. Mm. And so not knowing all the what's wrong, what's right. Right. You, you honestly are kind of slowly brought into it along the way by the Lord. Where he's like, okay, let's stop this. Okay, let's don't do this anymore. You know, let's do this instead, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, but I think if you were just given a list of all these things that all of a sudden had a change in you, 
or the you know actions you had to stop doing. Like none of us would live up to that, right? Who would want to? It would be it would be so overwhelming. I think even that's if the point. You were, even if you thought it was right, it would be so overwhelming. There's no way that you would. I, I mean, for me at least, I'm just maybe I'm just too rebellious in my nature. But I would be like, <laughs> not nope, forget it. I'm out. Right. So, but even if I you mean, weren't, the, the, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. And I understand it, right? Like, you understand why they bail. Because this is not what we signed up for, is it? Because, like, how many of us heard this amazing presentation of the gospel? If you come to know Jesus, he will forgive you. He will make your life right. You can be with him. He will be with you forever. Okay, well, that's not what... (laughs) Okay, fine. (laughs) But... That's not the way it's been presented forever. Yeah. No, but what I'm saying is, like, what if that's the gospel that's being presented? Right? Like, come to know Jesus. Come to know him. It's, you know, it's good news. And then all of a sudden, you you respond to that gospel. Yeah. Maybe you go, maybe the church does an <laughs> altar call. You go to the altar. Right. They have you raise your hands. Or you go pray with somebody mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And you get saved. And then they're all of a sudden like, wasn't that great news? Yeah. Okay. So here's all the things yeah. you got to do now. All right. Now head into the back for processing. <laughs> That's kind of the way it feels yeah. here's like. Here's your I, number. If it was that way. <laughs> no, you t- I like, it's like bait and switch. Yeah. Here's your suit. Right. Like we're going to dangle the carrot out in front of you. Yeah. You take the carrot and as soon as you do, just kidding. Right. Here's what you really got to do now to follow Jesus. Instead of it being the same thing the whole way through, which is just. By grace through faith. Okay, so I think another problem with mm-hmm. all this, okay, is that when you find out that people do just as bad or worse stuff, uh, yeah, and and aren't living up to the standards that they put on you, okay, or are even doing worse things, right? So, what will I do about that? Um. Because that doesn't feel good. No, it doesn't. And it sucks, right? <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that's labeled or or one of the charges against the church, put it that way, is the hypocrisy of the church. Mm-hmm. That the church teaches one thing, but then does another, right? And if that's one of the charges against the church, is the hypocrisy mm-hmm. of the church. And and unfortunately, so often we see it we see it manifested as that being true that you know you have people and they're 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 claiming that they're so virtuous and so righteous and so holy and yet things come out and you realize they're not that way mm-hmm. so you know we talked about bill gothard earlier with all the um kind of indoctrination you know through through the homeschooling and everything else the curriculum that they were created they created that was very legalistic. Mm-hmm. You know, well, Gothard himself was accused by 30 plus women for sexual harassment and molestation. Of course. Okay? And so now, though no criminal charges were ever filed, you know, the investigation did show that he did inappropriate things and da da da. So, and you have you have individuals like him. You have individuals like Ravi Zacharias, who some may know was like a leading apologist. And then it came out after his death that he had just done all these horrific things. Um, 
and so in the exploitation of 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 sexual workers and that kind of stuff like it's terrible and my and so there's those charges and it just reaffirms to the to anyone looking from the outside in see the church the church is a bunch of hypocrites mm-hmm. none of them actually do what they say and and it, and it sucks that it's that way right whether it's these guys whether it's the pastor from Hillsong which is one of the largest mega churches in the world um or their branch the pastor from the branch here in New York City and i mean it's just like a i just feel like every time you look around it's a hot mess what they do it's, i mean it's always the same stuff and i oh. it just it okay. drives me crazy right it's 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 sexual immorality or we're or we're stealing money and sometimes it's a combination of both mm-hmm. and so stealing sexual immorality did I combine that wrong? You, sure. <laughs> so you know, like it just—it's—it's it's infuriating because you see these high-profile um, individuals just be exposed, and 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 then there doesn't seem, and there's always this attempt to cover up and that kind of stuff, and it's just like. Man, can someone just please own this mess? And some of them do because they have no choice because there's actual, whether it's videotapes or video recordings or whatever. And so they kind of have to. But the point being is all it does is it reaffirms the hypocrisy of the church and the the notion of the, the hypocrisy of the church. And I guess what I'm saying is like, that's not all of the church, but I understand that hypocrisy exists in the church and and it, it exists in the the world of legalism that you're talking about where it's like people are asking you to live up to this standard but they're not doing it themselves um and i i wish that people would instead of saying instead of saying from this like high pedestal position of like oh all of you need to start doing this and living like me I wish we would still in, instead say, this is the call for all of us to look like Jesus, mm. to live this way, to look like Jesus. But like Paul, who Paul said, I'm the chief of sinners. I'm the least of all apostles. I wish we would kind of take that position of like, you know what? I'm a sinner. I'm, I'm okay. I'm like for me, I may be a pastor, but I'm, I'm just call me the least of all pastors if you want to. Because like we're trying, I'm trying to work out this sanctification in my own life, mm. and I wish that's the way it came across. Like in other words, yes, we are calling people to live lives of holiness. We're calling people to look. In other words, I say lives of holiness. We're calling people to look like Jesus. Okay, so yes, we're calling people to look like Jesus. But can we own it that we're all in that process and that we're all trying including the ones that are speaking about it including the leaders of the churches we're of the all, legalistic churches yeah well if, if they were if they were doing that they probably wouldn't be that legalistic right you know if if they were if they were saying hey we've got shortcomings as well hey no, they don't. we struggle with this as well but instead we just kind of leave it at this wide open thing of like if you just do x y and z everything will be good because a Obviously, I'm doing X, Y, and Z, so therefore everything's good. 
like no pastor or i'm the pastor you know i'm the leader i'm the whatever speaker i'm an evangelist i'm a worship leader i'm a whatever I, i just wish we would just be honest with like our own and i'm not saying pastors to stand up there and like spill all of their mm. deepest darkest secrets but what i'm saying is just be honest that you are as a pastor as a leader that you are going through a process of sanctification as well and that you don't have every area of your life so neatly put together and i think it would cause a lot of sense of people coming into churches going okay this is actually refreshing this isn't legalism well, that's why on all legalistic, arbitrary issues, uh-huh. I have no line there. <laughs> okay. Why? Because then I can't be called a hypocrite for ever crossing my own line. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Right? I mean, yeah. Or just own, you know, like... I'll ask you where all the sin lines are. Right. Try not to cross those. Right. But everything else, whatever. Okay. Yeah, but we all, <laughs> and I think we also understand that, like, for different people, there's going to be different levels of things, right? Sure. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Well, yes. But, but and as long as, what I'm saying is, but as long as they're not putting that on other people. Right. Th- that's where the issue becomes. If I'm going to take, if, like, so let's say there's, let's say, you know, there's someone and they're really convicted about watching these types of movies, listening to this. Awesome. For them. Awesome. Don't come over. <laughs> or, <laughs> well, I hope that wouldn't be your attitude either. <laughs> I hope you'd be charitable to them. Oh. Well, respectfully, we can't be friends. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Uh, We'll work through this too. Love you as brother and sister in Christ, right. however. <laughs> but we can't ever but hang we out. We can't ever hang out. <laughs> okay, so maybe we need to work on this a little bit too. But yeah, you because know, the charitableness has to go both ways. But I do think that, you know, when when you've been when you really encounter this idea of legalism and and this this idea of oh now I've discovered they've done all these things too, right? Like we just have to forgive them, and I mean, we, then we make choices, right? Can I stay in this context of a church community, or do I need to go find another church community? Are there certain denominations of Christianity, mm-hmm. or ones that borderline on becoming legalistic, becoming cults in the way, it, in a legalistic sense? Okay, instead of a Hey, we just threw out Christianity and made up our own stuff. Right. Sense. Okay. Like, are there are there denominations in America right. or in the world that that borderline on this? Okay. Yeah, there are. Um, there's some really fundamentalist Baptist churches um that are like really fundamentalist. Okay. Um, in the sense of what we would des- how we would define legalism. Okay. Um, they're like they're very, you know, and 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 some Pentecostal holiness churches as well, where it's very much like, all right, you've got to dress this way, your hair has to be this way, you're, you know, you're in. So it's a lot of the physical appearance type thing mm-hmm. um, has to be this way, and and then it, and that obviously crosses over into, all right, you know, 
you can watch this. You cannot watch this. You can do this. There, those those lines start stacking up pretty heavily. Okay. And so that yeah, we would call those those really fundamentalist branches would very would very much endorse this idea of legalism. I mean, that's where Gothard came out of was a very fundamentalist like ultra conservative branch mm-hmm. um, of Christianity. And so that's, that was his background anyway. And so then it's, it's pretty easy to start stacking up arbitrary conditions, you know, and it's really, what's interesting is, and I don't think they, cause I think they, they, they're, they're doing it and they think they're doing what's best for God and for Jesus, to be honest with you. But it reminds me somewhat of the Pharisees in the sense that, what made the Pharisees so um, frustrating to Jesus, it wasn't that they were just upholding the law from the Old Covenant or the Mosaic law. It wasn't just that they were upholding that law. They had introduced all of these traditions created by men on top of those laws. Okay. And, 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 and Jesus is basically saying, you're putting a yoke on people that you yourself aren't even walking in. Like you've, you have created so many extra traditions on top of the laws that were already there. No one can live up to these things. Well, they had to spend their time making sure everyone was doing it. Yeah, they so did. So they couldn't do all the things. <laughs> yeah, and that's a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, they are, you're, you're like, you know, it's like, um, you know, they think there's some kind of private investigator, I think, mm-hmm. into everybody's life. And are they really living, you know, the way they're supposed to, and and I think that's what's happened, unfortunately, in these, some of these fundamentalist churches is you added on a lot of layers that were really just traditions of men. Mm-hmm. They're not biblical. They're just traditions of men, but they're but they're invoked as if they are biblical. They're invoked as if they are essential. So how does a church stop being this way? Stop being legalistic? Yikes! Like because I've never seen it go backwards. Right. It always goes one way. It always goes towards legalism. And then everybody leaves and no one wants to deal with it. And then the church doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Wow. I mean, or that, it becomes a huge cult and right. they're really good at it. <laughs> they're really good at but, being cultish. Yeah. But it never goes the other way. Right. Yeah. I mean, it would require such a transformation in the lives of the leaders and such a buy-in from the people. Because think about what you're doing. Like, you are so moving the trajectory of the direction you've been pointed. And so if the direction you've been pointed is keeping all of these laws like X, Y, Z, and you've been harping on this kind of very legalistic approach to Christianity, that everything is gauged by your outward actions and, and keeping all of these things that are, whether they're seemingly biblical because they're from the old testament or whether they're just extra biblical added in and there's been such an emphasis on that and that's so outward based now there's had to be a transformation in the leadership to go we're no longer going to be an outward based church and really the leaders would be saying we're not going to be outward based people like so the transformation have have to happen in the in the lives of the leaders mm-hmm. right where they're going Oh, we realized the error of our way, and now we're going. Now I've got to change, and now we have to leave the lead the people into changing. And 
we're having to buy into, it really is by grace through faith from point one of being saved till the time I die. It really is about, I can do all of these great things. Like Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, you can do all these great things, but if you don't have love, it profits you nothing. And so now it's this movement from legalism to love. And, and here's the, here's the new, you know, as, um, you know, kind of like here's the, the, the more excellent way, um, as Paul writes in the end of first Corinthians 12, like, let me show you a more excellent way. And the more excellent mm-hmm. way is love that like, leads into chapter 13 there. And so it's like, here's a more excellent way. You've been doing it one way. You've been doing it by keeping all the rules, the do's and the don'ts, don'ts. But do, the do's and the donuts? Yeah, I don't even know where I'm from anymore. Mm-hmm. And the uh, don't, uh, uh-huh. yeah, don'ts, do's and don'ts. It's no longer the, the do's and don'ts, but rather it's we're going to choose to follow Jesus. And there's things that we're going to do to follow Jesus and things we're not going to do because we're following Jesus. But it's still coming from a point of love. I'm choosing to love my neighbor. Therefore, I'm not going to do these things. I'm choosing to love my neighbor. Therefore, I will do these things. Mm-hmm. So all I'm saying is it's such a major transformation in the life of the leaders. And then they've got to sell that, if you were, to the congregation. And are there, is the congregation not going to feel a little like, well, we were over here. We've been, you've told us this forever. Right. Now you're telling us this. So I'm sick of your rules. I'm out of here. Right. Or, or, or like, well, what's happened? Why are you changing? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you changing? What's going on? Um, it would, it would be a hard move for a whole church, uh, but I'm sure it's happened. I mean, if anyone knows, <laughs> knows of it happening, let us know. Um, but <laughs> I, I just, I would hope it could happen. Um, but it would just take a lot of transformation by the leaders. And then it would take a lot of, grace from the people to say yes to that everyone just goes home and pops in saving private ryan and has a beer like oh this is better (laughs) (laughs) forgot how good this was (laughs) yeah so maybe they're actually happy the pastor's done that i don't know so have you ever been legalistic oh sure Okay, like consistently or like, oops, I did it again, <laughs> which you're not supposed to listen to. I, Bad. What song are you even referencing? Dang it, I knew it was a song. Um, all right. This is so interesting. All right, this is where legalism is. Is This is where legalism is such an interesting dynamic because... Legalism just doesn't happen in the rules that seem to be um, like archaic or even moral specific. So you can have a legalism that is telling you how to be spiritual. All right. And I think that I have bought into that some. Like in other words, that, all right, if you're going to be spiritual, we need to worship with this type of expression of worship. Okay. And that can almost become a legalism in and of itself. Or like read the Bible for this long. Sure. During the day. Yeah. And I've never really done that kind of thing, but like 
like expecting or wanting people to react and worship in a certain type of way, especially worship through song in a certain type of way. Mm. I, I do think I can look back and go, yeah, I was I was a little too, it's weird to say legalistic because you're actually asking people to be quote unquote free in their expression. But I think that I have, it's weird. Be free. free. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right. But it's like, I mean, how many times have you heard like, Everybody raise your hands. Everybody do this. Everybody right. say this. Everybody shout this. And I feel terrible for not doing it because why am I doing this? Right. <laughs> and it's like, and, and that becomes the mode in which this is the, the acceptable way or the right way to praise, to worship through song. And and I know that earlier on in my walk, I, I was probably guilty of that, of kind of wanting because we get back to controlling right mm-hmm. it's less legalism controlling like trying to control or manipulate people into something um that doesn't have to be there for for it to actually be worshiped through song um and so There's so many different ways to do this it is and so i mean i'd love to do an episode where we talk about like charismatic illegalism because it's just it's wild how intertwined those two things can be. Okay. Um, but anyways, uh, so yeah, I think I have been in that way. And then I think that in, especially in discipling young people, like sometimes I've, I've had a tendency to every once in a while, probably say, Hey, you need, you need to do this. And it's probably a little too focused on the outward action. Cause you think they're stupid. No, because you are trying to help them. You, what you feel like is moving forward mm. in 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 following Jesus or taking the next right step in cutting this part out of their life or doing this. And the reality is, you kind of just have to let the Holy Spirit do that within people. So, um, so yeah, I would say so. Anytime I've stepped over a bound of demanding an outward action, um. And not really been concerned about what was going on in the hearts of people, whether that's morally or whether that's quote unquote spiritually in a spiritual endeavor. I think that's legalistic. So I have done that. I'm aware of that. And so, you know, ask for forgiveness and 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 pray that you didn't, you know, screw up people too bad because of it. The people that you screwed up, not you personally, but pe- the people that the church screwed up way too bad. Okay. Just what would you say to them? Like, I'm yeah. done too many rules. Right. I go to this church. They've got a new set of rules. This church has a different set of the rules, and everyone's got their own rules within it. Screw it. Yeah. I guess for that person, I would say, you know, one, forgive the church and forgive leadership. I would say, secondly, find, find. I guess this, this would be my plea, mm. is... Like, okay, the church the church may have screwed some things up, okay? Where's Christ in the middle of this? Like, we still have to answer who's Jesus, right? Like, so the, the most pivotal question Jesus asked his disciples is, who do you say I am? And so we still have to answer, we still have to give an answer to that question. So I would just, I would implore people to go back to find Jesus. In finding Jesus... And getting back to scripture, what does scripture actually teach and say as far as what does it look like to follow him? What does it look like 
these are the do's, these are the don'ts, right? I mean, I, I referenced, you know, some passage in the last couple episodes, you know, and like go back to those and like, what does it reference and saying, this is what it looks like to follow Jesus. This is what it, this is what I'm asked to do. This is what I'm not asked to do. And, and kind of have a bearing of what actually is like essential and actually have a bearing of like, okay, this is actually sin. Like this wasn't them being legalistic mm-hmm. about sexual ethic. This actually is the sexual ethic of scripture. Okay. And so to make sure we're clear on what is actually legalism, that's what I'm getting to. And then once you're clear on what, and I don't say you have to have all the answers. I'm just saying this is kind of, these are the things I would do. Get okay. back to Jesus, get back to reading scripture, find out what actually he says and what, what the New Testament writers say. Find out, you know, what is the essentials there for salvation? What is the essentials there for, you know, I, um, understanding again what's sin what's not sin and and then in the midst of that you're wanting to find a place where you can connect with and and not every church is legalistic i promise you not every church is legalistic so find a church that is not legalistic that is more interested in loving god and loving others than they are in just hammering rules every week and and find a find a church that's teaching the like just that teaches the Bible, like just, you know, like, you, you know, we're reading this book of the Bible and you, and you hear it and you know, it's not just, you're not just having rules just pounded at you every week, you know? Um, and I'm not saying that reading the scripture won't bring conviction because it will, like we'll read something or we'll hear something and we'll go, oh man, I need to, I, I need to stop doing this or I need to start doing this. Or I need to ask the Lord about this in my life. Like, those are all good, healthy things mm. when we encounter Scripture. But, but hopefully, I don't feel shamed into things. Um, and, but so I would, I would just want to. I guess I'm getting back to Jesus, get back to Scripture, and, and and then find a church that actually is not just harping on all of these rules every week, but that's actually teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Of hey, we're we're saved by grace through faith and teaching the word. And so that would, you know, I, while also understanding that all of that's hard to do when you've been hurt through legalism. Like, so everything I'm saying, I'm like, I'm acting like it's not a big deal. And I'm like, almost detached the emotional part from it. Mm. But like understanding that those are the things that I would do, even though I know I'm emotionally raw and hurt from it. Things that you would do or things that you're telling me I need to do? Am I being legalistic? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I was, this is my, I'm not telling you you got to do it. I'm telling you this would be my hope and prayer for you that you would do. This has been when I heard this podcast. I have to do the ending now. Just uh, say you're legalistic, it's fine. It's true. No, yeah. But I'm making myself do it. So I'm just. <laughs> whatever <laughs> this has been the when i heard this podcast you can find the podcast on facebook and instagram at when i heard this podcast you can find it on twitter now called x and locals at when i heard this hmm. like subscribe follow comment ring the notification bell and tell your friends about this show and this specific episode yep um, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Nate Robinsoff, and you can follow Joseph on Instagram at Rev Joe T. This has been the winner of this podcast, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.